Welcome to the Not Old Better Show on radio and podcast. I'm Paul Vogelzang. And today's show is brought to you by Stitch Fix. Real stylists working with you to create a custom wardrobe that fits your style and budget. Stitchfix.com slash NOB. As part of our Inside Science interview series, we are continuing our ongoing series on cannabis, CBD, THC, and the health benefits associated with medical cannabis. Our guest today is physician Dr. Bridget Cole-Williams, whose practice focuses on wellness and cannabis medicine. Dr. Williams will join us momentarily as we have much to talk about today. But quickly, if you missed any of our episodes last week was our 735th episode when I spoke with Smithsonian's Dr. Floyd Shockley to help us understand the spotted lantern fly, the hammerhead worm, and all other insects and their role in our environment. Two weeks ago, I spoke with Alan Shane about his new book, The Star Dressing Room, Portrait of an Actor. Alan Shane's new book, The Star Dressing Room, is an affectionate, often uproarious new memoir that takes us back to Broadway and Hollywood's golden age. Excellent, excellent subjects for our Not Old Better Show audience. If you missed those shows, along with any others, you can go back and check them out, along with my entire back catalog of shows, all free for you there on our website, notold-better.com. You can Google Not Old Better and get everything you need to know about us. Our guest today, Dr. Bridget Cole-Williams, specializes in family practice and cannabis medicine. Dr. Williams was once overwhelmed by numerous frustrations in medicine. However, after seeing how cannabis altered a patient's life for the better, Dr. Williams pivoted to a fulfilling career in life in the world of cannabis. Dr. Williams is the founder of Embody, a medical cannabis interactive clinic based in Ohio, where Dr. Bridget was ahead of the game when it came to treating patients with cannabis. Dr. Williams has quite a story to tell about her journey in medicine, but now she's helping others tell their stories too and has just published Courage in Cannabis Volume 2. We'll talk about that along with mental health and cannabis, sleep, skin care with cannabis, and much, much more. Please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show, Inside Science interview series on radio and podcast, Dr. Bridget Cole-Williams. Dr. Bridget Cole-Williams, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. Dr. Williams, it's really a pleasure to speak with you. Your work is... Uh, is really important. You know, it is really important in this day and age. You're doing some some fantastic things. Your new book, which is volume two, but your new book titled Courage in Cannabis, volume two, The Triumphant Stories is out now. I've got a copy of it right in my hands. Thank you for sharing it with me. I've read it. It's really great. But I, I want to start by asking you a question about kind of your journey uh, along this path mm -hmm. towards towards writing and, and kind of working in, in this uh, medical specialty. You really began as a family physician in, in specializing in family medicine. How did you become an advocate uh, for cannabis as a medical solution? Because I think that's an important starting point for our audience. Absolutely. Um, you know, definitely unexpected, I would say the least, that I was... Uh, a family physician um, working at the Cleveland Clinic. I spent almost uh, 20 years at the Cleveland Clinic, but very early in my career, I honestly became frustrated. Um, I'm a psychology major from undergrad. I really came in with a strong desire to connect with the patient experience and grew up. My, my father had colon cancer. And so I just had a perspective of really connecting 
with a patient in a very specific way of making them seen, feel seen and heard in their journey to wellness. And so early on, I became frustrated when I realized, uh, particularly in primary care, that every visit was about seven to 15 minutes, you know, if you're lucky, and that for every diagnosis, there was a pill. And so I, for all of my education, I realized that I was basically in a factory job, you know, in and out of every room, diagnosis pill, diagnosis pill, you know, all day. And I was searching for something different and my patients were too. Um, I started helping patients get off of medication, spending more time with them, uh, doing more motivational interviewing, seeing them on my lunch hour at the end of the day. And one of those patients asked me about cannabis, and this was many years ago. So I was definitely taken aback, and uh, she obviously trusted me a great deal to have this conversation. So I was very open to the conversation, but at the same time, I went back and said, let me find a number of articles to help her explain, you know, help her understand that cannabis can never be helpful, Hmm. you know, in a medicinal manner. Hmm. She was a breast cancer survivor and a diabetic. So during my, you know, intense search for information to kind of put her back on the right track, I started realizing little by little that I might've been the one that was on the wrong hmm. uh, track with this. And <laughs> so I was finding all this medicinal information that I just didn't even, ex- I, I had no idea even existed. So I really came back to her and I said, I apologize. And I said, I, I really didn't see the value in what you were suggesting, but I, I'm realizing that I needed to be much more open and more open to even other aspects of maybe holistic care that I had been trained to dismiss. So I started to help her in her journey and she was making edibles and smoking. And I was reading about timing and titration and dosing and really saw her health transform much differently Hmm. than um, any of my more pharmaceutical patients. And so that was my first introduction. And that was really the beginning of my interest in cannabis as a medication. Hmm. Again, congratulations on this work and and your insights. I, I think I think you know nobody, in particular my audience of of over age sixty individuals to whom healthcare is such a focus. No one really values this kind of notion of assembly line medicine. And so it sounds like you've really approached mm-hmm. this really interestingly. What what advice would you give to my audience of over age sixty individuals about how they? might navigate some of this cannabis uh, as a medical solution kind of approach and, and, and do it safely. Because I think there is some, just as you had some early questions about this uh, medically, scientifically, I think our mm-hmm. audience does too. You know, there's a, a number of resources out there for people to connect with, you know, on uh, the internet and to, to learn more. I, I find a lot of them are inward facing, meaning that they appeal to the cannabis enthusiast or someone that wants to become a part of the industry. Mm. So I do think it's a little bit more difficult than um, I had imagined originally. So if someone is looking at their own health and their medical conditions or just focused on their wellness, I think it is, if possible, to have a conversation with your 
current physician, um, I, I always recommend that mm-hmm. um, because that is honestly, 60% of physicians are learning about cannabis from their patients. Mm. So if you're able to do that, then I would start there. Um, but if that is not a possibility, connecting with a educated uh, cannabinoid specialist is really the first way to kind of dig into that. And these people are really everywhere. There are probably is not as many physicians as there should be in this space, but there are definitely cannabinoid specialists that will be able to give you some guidance and, and help in this area. Um, just looking online, there's, there's schools and there's webinars and there's short reels even if people are looking for information, but definitely start doing your search and seeing where you end up as far as gathering information, not just about cannabis, but how it connects with the conditions that you specifically are dealing with. And I think people will be surprised how diverse cannabis can be as a uh, medical solution. I'm curious what the reaction's been to your pursuit of of cannabis as a wellness solution by the broader medical community. I can hear you kind of chuckling there. How's it going with all your (laughs) your other medical colleagues? Yes. So, you know, it's kind of layered because Mm -hmm. um, I definitely was stepping out of the box. I connected with the cannabis community, though I was personally unfamiliar with it at all coming into this, but I understood the cannabis patient as far as feeling isolated, sometimes believing in something that maybe other people didn't, um, worried about it. And I I just really connected with the journey that they were experiencing. And so, and I also saw that a lot of physicians in the space might've been doing medical cards, but either Mm. were not knowledgeable about the medicine or simply we're not interested in guiding patients in the space. And so I found this need to really uh, speak out for the cannabis patient. Mm-hmm. Um, in doing so, of course, uh, <laughs> my colleagues have been um, distant at times, uh, sometimes literally being at a conference in the kind of turning their nose up at me. Mm. Um, I think, you know, partly due to the medical community's own fault, physicians are not always given the most respect in the space. However, I think you get to a certain age and experience in your career and you just really don't care anymore. <laughs> and I, I luckily, when I got into this space, I really could have cared less what mm-hmm. my colleagues thought. I, I, I was no longer looking for other people's approval and um, as I've started to help patients, though, and I do reach out to primary care physicians or specialists, um, there is a genuine curiosity, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's definitely some people that was, have shot me down immediately. Um, but again, I'm lucky enough to not really care. And I'm confident in my knowledge and what I've learned about cannabis. And I'm confident in what I've seen um, as far as the results with my patients as well. So I guess that's a good place to be in <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because I, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm at peace and, and excited and I enjoy what I do. So um, hopefully little by little, the medical com- uh, community will follow up and, and join in. 
Well, you're very much appreciated. And the um, book is an excellent representation of that. You, mm-hmm. I'm talking now about your new book, Courage in Cannabis, Volume 2. It, it's really fantastic. Where did that, I, because it's different, you know, I, I of course, do, I kind of read for a living, and this is a subject mm-hmm. I'm very interested in. And I, I haven't found a book like yours, you know, with these wonderful, powerful, wellness-oriented stories. You've got this cool kind of element in it called Sparks. Tell us mm-hmm. about the book, where you got the, the idea for Courage in Cannabis, Volume 1 and Volume 2 now. What, what's been Absolutely. your intention? Yeah, thank you. So... Uh... <laughs> When I, so I opened my original office in 2018. And so when I first started seeing these patients, of course, I was becoming knowledgeable about the cannabis community and activism. And, you know, the conversations were focused on social equity and home grow and pricing and, you know, all the political and, um, you know, activist, you know, conversations that were going on. And so when I first started seeing patients, um, I, I remember very clearly there was this big, burly truck driver man that came in, and I'm handing his card over to him, and he looked at me so intensely, and he said, and he was really shaking it back at me, and he said, I'm taking this home to my 10-year-old son, and I'm going to tell him that his dad is not a pothead that I'm a patient and I had absolute chills in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I realized that there was something going on here that no one was talking about. Um, Followed with a woman who very similarly took the card and and said, you know, I'm taking this card and I'm going back to church. Hmm. And I realized that if people were using this in a medicinal manner or not, you know, even, you know, more socially recreationally, that there was a shame and a guilt that was associated with it. And that the card meant more than just access to safe cannabis medicine, you know, what have you. It was a symbol of being acknowledged that they were being, um, they were uh, being validated in, in the, what they had pursued and that this gave them the confidence um, and, and what they've kind of been ashamed of doing previously. And so I, I really took to that. I realized that there was so much more going on besides, you know, not just, you know, the political aspect, but also these patients are coming back and I was learning how much it helped with their pain and their anxiety and, you know, all these other conditions. So originally I actually started writing these stories down and I actually had someone that wanted to publish it. It was at, uh, at that time, it was called the Cannabis Chronicles, a marijuana physician perspective. And I was writing down all these stories and I was very close to publication and I pulled back. My heart was telling me that they weren't my stories. You know, this was very early in my career um, as I was gathering, you know, these, these individuals and their experiences And that, you know, I had to kind of embellish to kind of fill in the gaps because I didn't know every detail of their story. Right. And so I, I didn't feel right. I felt like I wasn't, I was doing some harm rather than helping. Mm -hmm. And so I took a pause and then, uh, COVID happened, which Mm -hmm. we all did something a little different during COVID. Right. 
And I learned about anthologies, which um, I started doing some online webinars with actually more spiritual, almost life coach type organizations. And I learned in the South that anthologies where writers or, or coaches, women were coming together, putting their money together and publishing these books based on different themes. And I was very intrigued by it. I decided to actually join one of these groups. And I wrote my story, believe it or not, how I got into the cannabis space into one of these books and um, really loved the process and loved what it did Um, because it wasn't just submit your story, but it was join our community. So after being a part of this group of uh, the woman that ran that group, and her name is Dawn Leak, um, I asked her, would she mentor me in doing the same thing, but for the cannabis community? And she came on board, <laughs> believe it or not. And um, that's really how Courage and Cannabis was born. It gave the opportunity for people to write their own story, which was so much more healing and uh, inviting and significant than me writing their stories. Mm-hmm. And it also gave them the opportunity to benefit from it financially. Um, and so Don has continued to be a part of our team, um, guiding me and supporting our efforts and telling me that I was sometimes a little insane along the process <laughs> because I put so much energy into the books. Um, but I knew that these stories needed to be told. They need to be documented. It was history. It was healing. Um, the book offered so much more than I, you know, way beyond the publication itself, but the process itself was so significant. And so um, it's, it, it's before I actually started writing the books, I could not sleep. I got to the point where, um, because a lot of people said, Oh, you're doing too much already. You know, put it off, do it later. And it got to the point I was like, I, I have to do this now. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so here I am. You know, we talk about this a lot on the Not All Better show, and that is that age doesn't mean that you have to give up on anything. And you certainly don't have to give up on style. I mentioned our sponsor today, Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix is here to make personalized fashion easy and enjoyable for you. So celebrate your style. Stitch Fix's stylists understand your unique taste and create a wardrobe that resonates with your elegance and experience. You just answer a few questions. I really enjoyed the quiz about my style, and I discovered pieces that are as comfortable as they are stylish and some things, you know, I'd never even considered wearing, but true to Stitch Fix, they work. With your choices in mind and a wide range of sizes available from extra small to Triple XL, Stitch Fix will find your perfect fit and they will send you clothes that are handpicked just for you. They got you covered with over a thousand brands and styles you know and love. And they'll show you how to wear head to toe outfits so you can just get dressed and go. I tried Stitch Fix and I loved how it rekindled my passion for fashion. I'm kind of low-key fashion-wise, but I really like to look my best and to have a current look that's tailored and smart. You know, just like me, it's never too late to embrace your style. So visit stitchfix.com slash NOB for 25% off when you keep your entire fix. Embrace the fashion that's perfect for you. Visit stitchfix.com slash NOV. It's more the clothes. It's about embracing your timeless style. Thanks, everybody.
We are with Dr. Bridget Cole Williams. Dr. Williams is a physician and author, author of the two volume book, Courage in Cannabis. Courage in Cannabis Volume 2 is out now. It's the triumphant stories. I just really recommend this to our audience. I think this book has um, some very powerful individual stories that um, talk about well-being and the, and the benefits of medical cannabis. I think it's important to read through this. I think, Dr. Williams, our, our audience is very interested in in research and science and kind of mm-hmm. the numbers. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if you'd talk for a second about how you measure the impact of your work and, and what some of these stories tell you about kind of that part of all of this, the, the science, the efficacy, how it really works on the, on the human body. Absolutely. So I, it's interesting because I have a very traditional training, you mm-hmm. know, I mm-hmm. university of Michigan and for Go my blue. undergrad and then, Yes, thank you. <laughs> you know, I, I live in Ohio, so I don't yeah, right. that you gotta very be careful. Much, so. You gotta be careful, Dr. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for that. I, I needed that. <laughs> yeah, okay, good, good. But um and then I went to Michigan State for medical school and then the Cleveland Clinic for my residency and training. And so I have a very traditional, you know, high end, you know, medical background. Mm-hmm. And so um to come into the cannabis space and immediately the medical community tends to say, you know, there's no research, there's, you know, we don't have enough numbers, we don't know enough about it. But I've learned in the process, there is over 10,000 plus research articles out there, um, studies out there that are about cannabis. The, the difference is because of the lack of legality in the U.S., a lot of them are smaller studies. Hmm where we're used to, you know, double blind, randomized, controlled studies with hundreds of, you know, people involved, that's been very hard in the cannabis space. So there's definitely research out there. And the other thing that kind of went against my original training, you know, I'm very much into evidence-based medicine Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. as a guiding um, light in how I practice. But the one thing I realized was every story. Well, every research paper is a story that's been turned into data. Mm. And to, and that every time, you know, individuals with stories will come up in traditional medicine, the argument is it's just anecdotal. We can't really do anything with that. It doesn't measure anything. But over time I realized, you know, every story is really just pieces of data that we bring and collect together to create research. And so I became, and I also realized that I can do tons of talks across the United States Mm -hmm. and I can talk about p-values and the pie charts and all of the research that's available, but people would walk away. Really? What did they remember the most? The story. Mm -hmm. And so though I've been taught to dismiss the anecdotal um, reporting of, you know, individual experiences, I realize what motivates people, what moves people um, are those individual stories and that really collecting these stories is just the starting point of what data is all about. And so that's why it was still another reason it was important for me to do this. Um, After teaching, I, I taught at the Cleveland School of Cannabis for several years. You know, I spent a lot of time in, you know, studying more of the research aspect of this as well. 
And what I see is that until the medical community accepts and understands that we have this endocannabinoid system that is in every mammal, Mm -hmm. that we have endocannabinoids, we have these neurotransmitters that help balance our entire body, and that cannabis simply reacts and interacts with these receptors, mimics some of these endocannabinoids, until we really are willing to accept that and and spend more time in that space, we're always going to be lacking when it comes to understanding what cannabis can really do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping that as we grow and develop and become more open to what cannabis is about, that we will get more and more larger research studies. And of course, with legality, that helps that'll allow us to understand how this really, really benefits people um, remarkably. Mm-hmm. Dr. Williams, you, you mentioned COVID, and that was certainly a time mm-hmm. for all of us that we, we just kind of pulled in, and, and many, so many of us became shut in. So many in particular in kind of my age group became very isolated, and Dr. Vivek Murphy, has, our U.S. Surgeon General, has talked about the the fallout from that and isolation mm-hmm. and and what that does to one's mental health. And I wonder if you'd talk for just a second about how cannabis might improve mental health and well-being and what, what yeah. it really, mm-hmm. please go ahead. Yeah. So I feel like we still are dealing with the repercussions mm-hmm. of cannabis. I'm, I'm sorry, of COVID mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. um, we are, we, our lives have, there, as everyone, we talk about pre-COVID and post-COVID and aspects right. of our life and, right. and what have you. I think our children are still um, dealing with the repercussions of COVID as well. And what I think cannabis can offer is it allows, it wakes up that natural endocannabinoid system. And, and in saying that, it can help with some of that intense anxiety that people experience. It can help with the insomnia that people um, suffer from. Um, It can delve into aspects of depression and it does so by, you know, particularly CBD is kind of the janitor key for your body. Hmm. It literally can connect to nearly every receptor system in our body. So not just, just in the endocannabinoid system, but it interacts with our immune system and can strengthen our immune system. It interacts with the same receptors for our, um, that, that our uh, anti-anxiety and depression medications connect with and can help our serotonin levels stay active for a longer period of time. So it's not just an isolated aspect of our body. It literally is interacting with this overall balance of every system in our body. And so for people that have struggled with the changes of COVID, not only can it help with some of the stress that you might be experiencing mentally, but it can actually work with our immune system in balancing out and strengthening that as well. And so it it brings me back to the fact until we really dig in and are willing to do the hard research, we are, I feel like we're missing the boat and we're missing something that can be incredibly significant in keeping us healthy. Um, and so for the people that are willing to delve into it, I think they, they have an advantage. 
so well said, Dr. Williams. I really love that, the, the, the janitor key. That's really fantastic. Mm-hmm. Just very nicely put. So final question for you, Dr. Williams, and we very much appreciate your time and know how busy you are. So thanks for being so generous. But I, I wonder, with respect to the future of cannabis and, and our healthcare system, especially now for my audience for of older adults, what challenges remain and, and how do we overcome some of this and realize your vision? Yes. Well, the challenge is legality. And mm, okay. and that's number one. Number two is it's a complex plant because it is as equally used recreationally as and safely as it is used medicinally and safe, safely. So it's confusing because there are so many different narratives around the cannabis culture and experience. There are people that are completely focused on it as a how high they can get. And that be is a turnoff to the people that are looking for how much more medical information can we, you know, exude from it. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, it becomes a challenge as far as how we grow um, in the space um, in either direction. And, and I always make a point of that. I never demonize the person that uses this Mm -hmm. as, um, a form of relaxation, but I am also incredibly cautious for people to not abuse this, um, as they utilize it, um, in that manner. And so until we're able to really be more upfront and honest and direct in this space, it's going to be hard for people to make responsible choices because people that should be using it medicinally are afraid. Um, People who are hiding from life experiences and are not dealing sometimes with some of their um, intense stress and emotions sometimes misuse it along the way. The best way to get beyond all of this is education. If we can't have open conversations, if, if doctors continue to pretend that it has no value and um, are not being put in a place where they have to learn about it, we're never really going to reap the benefits that cannabis can offer. And so I'm hoping with time, I'm hoping with the stories, everyday people that share how it's changed their lives, I'm hoping that it will um, be able to get us to a place where we can utilize cannabis to the best of our abilities. Dr. Bridget Cole Williams been our guest today. Dr. Williams is author of the new book, Courage in Cannabis, Volume 2, The Triumphant Stories. It's a fantastic book. It's so great to have you on the program today. Congratulations on your work and the book. Please come back as you do additional work in this area. I know our audience is going to be eager to know all about it. And you just put this so well. And um, you're just documenting some very important uh, connections, I think, for people to, to make with this subject. So thank you again. My best to you. Have a great rest of your day, great rest of your summer. And uh, again, congrats on this book. Thank you. Thank you so much. My thanks to Stitch Fix for sponsoring today's show. Real stylists working with you to create a custom wardrobe that fits your style and budget. Stitchfix.com slash NOB. Please support our sponsors who in turn support the show. My thanks to our guest today, Dr. Bridget Cole Williams, and congratulations to Dr. Williams on her work and her new book, Courage in Cannabis, Volume 2. My thanks as always to the Smithsonian team for all they do to support the show. My thanks always to you 
my wonderful Not Old Better show audience here on radio and podcast. Remember, be safe. Let's talk about better. The Not Old Better show. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next week.